Hey, it's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast as part of the Best of series. I got another special episode for you. Mari DeRosa returns. I know we did the Best of episode a few weeks back from episode three, season one. This is a brand new episode of Singles Only Podcast with Marty DeRosa. Six years later, we check in with him. What's changed? So much. Uh, very fun episode. Uh, obviously, when uh, I have episodes like these where you know we know each other, and especially we did a podcast together for years, it goes a little long, but uh, I think you won't, won't mind. I hope not. Anyway, uh, check out my website, Paul F. Comedy, for upcoming dates. Uh, this week I'll be in Chicago for a couple weeks, actually. Thank God, I've been on the road forever, it feels like. Uh, I'll be at Laugh Factory this week and CG's Comedy Club in um, Bolingbrook with Patty Vasquez from this show. I'll also be at uh, Laugh Factory and Zany's. And then next week, uh, June 3rd and 4th, I'll be at the Laugh Factory on all shows there. So check it out. Um, during the week, I'll be at various clubs as well in Chicago and at the Improv in Schomburg. PaulFComedy.com for upcoming dates. Check them out. Check out our our, uh, our sponsors. And uh, also, if you want to get a Better Call Paul shirt with all the proceeds going to Parkinson's Foundation, email me at pfarvar at gmail.com or get them on the website, paulfcomedy.com. Those don't go to Parkinson's, the ones from me do, and mine are a little softer, not that much, but enjoy. As some of you know, I am a germaphobe. I never leave my home without my sanitizer, and I'm also admitted hand sanitizer snob. I need the good smelling stuff, period. During the pandemic, I, like all of you, suffered through countless hand sanitizers, which smelled like tequila and diaper rash. Not to mention the sticky feeling some left while others would just stay slippery on your hands, no matter how little you used. Everyone hoarded the good stuff. Well, I finally discovered my match. And it's not just the good stuff. It's the best stuff. Emu hand sanitizer. The only hand sanitizer that feels good, smells good, and does good. With various smell flavors to choose from. Lemongrass, mint, ocean air, orange blossom, and my favorite, watermelon. Emu ends the days of horrible sanitizers with sticky or slippery residue. It actually smells amazing. I am not kidding you. I actually look forward to using it after shaking hands with people after shows or touching microphones from all these dirty comedians. Best of all, the bottles are TSA approved, so I can travel with them, and Emu gives back with every bottle. They give a percentage of their net profits to COVID research. So Emu is the way to go. Check it out today, sprayemu.com, or go to their Instagram at sprayemu. Use singles only promo code for your discount today. Emu sanitizer. You will love it. Hey, it's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. Uh, no voice of reason today, but we don't need one because we have returning guests. As I promised, uh, we're having the best of series. This uh, next guest did episode five and 71, season one and two of uh, Singles Only. Uh, he comes back for what may be the final season of Singles Only. We don't know. Who knows? No one knows. Calvin Evans. Hey, how y'all doing? They can't hear you. We're, we're going to have people call in in a few minutes. Okay, cool. Hey, how, how's everybody doing? Um, Chicago, uh, Dallas, Los Angeles. 
New York. Thank y'all for tuning in. We're, we're huge in Portugal for some reason. I don't know why. PG. PG is at the, you don't yeah. know the Por- Portugal. Now, Calvin, before we get into it, uh, I got to tell this story because it's fucking, it boggled my mind. So you and I are going to do uh, a jam session at uh, after a late night show at, uh, at Zany's, right? Mm-hmm. So we're trying to figure out a song that people that go to Zany's in Old Town, north side of Chicago, will know. And I threw out like seven like sing-along songs, <laughs> and you didn't know any of them. And now Patty has a horrible knowledge of music, but she recognizes shit. She just doesn't know who sings it. You didn't even know. I, I, t- I mean, it was you're you're an adult. Yeah, that's fine. But you was throwing out like light rock FM songs. <laughs> no, I'm no, like, no. I'm like, I'm not. I don't listen. I don't listen to um the jam. Like I'm, I'm not. I'm not listening to any of that music. It was hard rock actually. It was like Guns and Roses, and I played you like Patience. Uh, Welcome to the Jungle. These no. are songs that everyone should okay, hear. Okay, no, no. You didn't so play, I, I got to ask. You didn't play Welcome to the Jungle. I know Welcome to the Jungle. Okay. You didn't know Patience. You didn't know uh, uh, More Than Words by Extreme, which was a ballad from the late 90s. Everyone knows it. Bon Jovi, you didn't Listen, know that. In the late 90s, I was 14 years old. That, you, you, okay, but you didn't I'm, have a radio? I, well, I'm a black kid in Chicago. <laughs> I live in an urban setting. What am I listening? But then you went to University of Illinois. We both went there. Yeah, uh, just missed each other. <laughs> Always. Oh, just, just just a bit. But you went out. There was. I mean, you were you like you just put your headphones in and and didn't communicate with people. No, that, I didn't listen. I didn't hang out with people that listen to hard rock. That's we okay. was listening to rap and R and B. That's what we was listening to. Fair enough. So that's that's what. But my, Aerosmith, that you should know them. I play. I play Aerosmith. Um, is a guitar hero. Yeah, they, they had it. They, on they had like an Aerosmith cartoon. Oh, so, <laughs> so that's I how you pl- learned about music. I played the hell out of that game. Okay, but I mean, I, I think like I and I agree with you. It's just kind of funny because I had a very cursory knowledge of rap and R and B uh, until Marty DeRosa and I started the podcast Singles Only. And I'm a music head. I I, I, I was a musician for years. But it just, I mean, you're playing music. You, other people during the pandemic yeah. sat around and, and played puzzles and watched the Tiger King. You <laughs> fucking learned how to play piano. I did, yeah. That was, my, that was my, my, my dream and goal. So there's not a lot of songs in rap and R&B that have piano-based music. Well, R&B, yeah. R&B, yeah, yeah sure. R&B, yeah. There's and a lot, then, yeah. I, you Stevie could, you Wonder, could, yeah. You could suss out some piano and some, some rap songs. Okay. Yeah. So you, and you, did you, during that time where you were teaching yourself... Uh, to play piano, did you? Do you didn't go over to light rock stations to be like, oh, this is a pretty little. So what I start, I started with what I knew. So it would be like, okay, I, I like Usher, I like I like Drew Hill, I like Boys the Man. So I was just like, I don't even the, know who Drew Hill is. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. See, and, and to, if you are in a room full of black people, I'd be like, Paul don't know, don't know Drew Hill. Well, that, uh, that's then, how I feel, right? And exactly. And, and I get it. And everybody would be like, you don't. Well, I mean, he's come on. Why I didn't know, know who J Cole was till like two years ago. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. No, yeah. I get it. It's it's definitely a. It's just so funny that you know we grew up maybe 10 miles away from each other in such a different background music. And music is such an important part to, of my life and your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so funny that like the things that, that, that I think everyone knew don't know. No, I, I and vice versa too, for me, like but, I didn't know a lot of R Kelly shit. You said, and that's the thing was like, I wouldn't assume, I wouldn't expect you to know. And well, that, I expected that, you to know. Being that, that you're so knowledgeable, you went to one of the finest institutions, colleges in the world. I did. I thought that they had a. I thought we were a, a liberal arts school that would provide <laughs> information, but it was it was a segregated school. Apparently, very, I didn't know. Was, you didn't know? No, I didn't know. <laughs> I told you that. It's very. 
It's very simple. Where'd you live at U of I? I stayed at FAR. That's like the... FAR. You see, you don't even know what that is. That's I don't know. <laughs> was it in F- Champaign? Yeah. No, uh, FAR was like right right before Urbana. So I guess it was technically... In Urbana. Oh, it was yeah. out in the sticks. like. Uh, so it's like Lincoln, off yeah, Lincoln yeah. and the Florida Avenue residence yeah, yeah, hall. Yeah. yeah, so that's where all the black people were. FAR. Is that right? Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I lived in the six pack. Was that still there when you were there? Yeah. So I went. We we just missed each other. So yeah, it was it was, <laughs> it was of course it was there. Um, I lived in six the six it's pack. It's gone now. Yeah. I saw Ikenberry Commons. That's what it is now. Oh, oh, is it right? I I, w- I went there for a show and they were they were uh, tearing it down like four or five years ago, mm-hmm. and there was like three of them left. There's like a six pack. It was Hopkins, Garner, Scott, and three Forbes. other Forbes. Forbes. Yeah. I stayed in Forbes. Yeah. Okay. I was in Ho- I was in Hopkins. But yeah, I mean, they were. My floor was was there were there were black people, all all types all, all types of people. Okay, yeah. it, it was it was women too on my floor. I had no. a, yeah, see, that was it was a different time. And people were listening. I saw I saw black people listening to uh, Guns N' Roses. Okay, um, that's a rumor. I feel like it's spreading. <laughs> um. <laughs> Do you know like the classics, like seventies rock, like Led Zeppelin or like Fleetwood Mac or shit like that? I mean, I imagine if I if I if heard, you heard it, it, like I'm not like versed in it. Where it's like if I heard a song, like oh this is and this was the album that it was on, it'd just be like oh, okay yeah I've heard this. Okay, well we'll get into that more. But so for me, and and we'll get into this for for dating now. So you're single again? I am. Okay, and so this was a controversial take because you did this episode, one episode, someone said you weren't single when you were on the date or on the app or on the podcast, and uh, and you were, and we, we tried to cover that, and now you're, uh, you are single. No one, one's going to hear this and be like, one, when was this fucking recorded? He one, wasn't single. 100% single. <laughs> Why is that? Have you, last time you were on here, you, uh, we were trying to create a contract so you can have a kid. Yeah, I didn't remember it. I just listened to it today. Okay, uh, and you, you, we both agreed that the institution of marriage was is not necessary. Still hold true, or did you change your opinions on I, that? I, th- I think it's I think it's necessary for um for for children to see like how relationships work, a healthy relationship. Right. Uh, possibly that that doesn't have to be with um as long as two people love each other and they got a great understanding and in a partnership that doesn't have to be in the in the. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? In the agreement? In the agreement of marriage. Yeah. Or, or in the... In Sanctity the, of marriage. In, yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, people spend their lives together. And I, it's not that I'm... I'm not afraid of being married. I, I wouldn't mind being married yeah. now. Now, but um, after, you know, dating, being in relationships for the last few years, it's just been like, I just, I'm going to just chill out. Yeah. I'm going to just chill out because I feel like when you when you make that agreement with somebody like, hey, you know, we're on the same page. Let's try to do that thing. Things get real... They get extra complicated right. after that. Sure, especially with a kid. Yeah, I mean that, that makes it. But you still, when you came on the podcast before, you said you definitely want to have a kid. Yeah, just still, one. just one, just one kid. I just, I just want one kid, right? And I'm a and rest. you still bought, and I think you bought shoes for the kid. The oh kid, man, yeah. I got the largest Jordan collection of Kia <laughs> shoes without a kid. Are you still buying a shit ton of shoes? I am. I, you know what? I'm I'm not not the same, not at the same same pace. level, not at the same rate. But I still I just still do buy shoes. And you have them stored somewhere and insured somewhere. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What's that address? <laughs> <laughs> now, does that come into, does that, um, does your uh, shoe collection, is that something that you're passionate about that you want the person you're dating with to be passionate about or you don't give a shit if they know anything about basketball? Uh, it has nothing to do with basketball. More, More so shoes. Than just shoes. But I think the, in, the, in my last relationships, like people that I've dated, like seriously, they, they, osmosis, they start getting into shoes too. Because, yeah, I mean, you always get into something like, 
with your when you're in a partner. I love I love watching friends where all of a sudden they're watching golf for the first time. I'm like, when when the fuck did you know about <laughs> golf? They're like, oh well, Sarah's into golf. I'm like, you fucking weirdo. Yeah. But that's osmosis is a good yeah. term for but, it. But the, the the bad part is that because they don't know how to acquire the shoes, the 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 caliber of shoes that I'm getting, I end up buying them shoes, and then you know it ends, and they got this nice collection. It's like it's like a good pardon gift. <laughs> yeah, like, here you go. When a relationship is what, over. When you say they don't know where to get, you're, you're, you look down upon people who buy shoes from like DSW? Like you can't get Nikes from DSW? No, no. I, I feel like whatever shoes you wear, that's your, that's your thing. Like right. being, being like a, a sneakerhead or somebody that's really into shoes, it has nothing to do with the brand. Like you, it's just, No, you said where to, where to acquire the shoes. Right. So I'm saying the shoes that I want and then they like the shoes that I like. Oh. And now I have to try to get two pair of the shoes that I'm trying to get. Gotcha. Because it's, it's not like I can just walk into a store and get them. Yeah, because you got you got some high end shit. It's not even high end. It's just special. No, it's not even that. It's just I got them in Brooklyn. Like they just, no, they just make shoes hard to. They they make like certain Nikes and Jordans hard to acquire. Yeah, because it's like supply and demand. They just like oh, once they gone, it's gone, and it's all reset. Yeah, I know they do that thing online where you can try to get them and shit. So since you have you had another what you'd call a, a, a serious relationship in the last five years? I have. Okay, and and uh, how did that work out? Uh, it was good until it was bad. Okay. Yeah, I was out in L.A. I uh, had, a, had a girlfriend. Things were going good. And then the, the pandemic hit. And then, you know. Shit the, hit the, the fan. The true, you know, our true selves started to show. Did you live together? Yeah, we did. Okay, see, that's it, hard. Like, it, it, it happened, like, we, it was like, right, I had to, like, leave my, like, not leave, but I started to move out of my apartment from where I was living in Hollywood. And she was just like, oh, you know, um. I think we should just like move in and make sense like financially we can and it was like cool but then when the pandemic hit it's like now you're that time that would have been spaced out between like oh i'm doing shows and right i'm going I, I'm you're with each of, other 24 hours 24 a day. hours a day and it's just like and then also like the the aspect of like not ha- not working yeah like that and i talk about it on stage when i said like i was playing video games like that was real like me sitting around playing right. video games and it's like really this what you're gonna do all day and in my mind, I'm like, there's nothing else for me to what be doing. What can we do? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and in her mind, she just felt like I can be more enterprising and I can create and do. And I'm just like, oh, I can go get a job. And I'm just like, like I'm a like through and through. I'm a I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. Like me going to get a job at a grocery store or at a gas station, I get like if it gets like to Shit, the like you got to do it you right. Gotta do it. I got to do it. But I'm just like, hey, right now there's nothing going yeah. on right now for were, me to. Were you doing the Zoom stuff though too? I, I mean, still, that, there was a lot of money in that. I took I took some time off. Uh, Cause I didn't want to, cause right. I felt like people kind of started rushing just to do comedy and it was like bad. It wasn't figured out yet. And then it took about May is when I start. I started doing dirty thirties is what I call them. What I just do. I set up like a, uh, my uh, phone and uh, tablet in the garage and it just turn the camera. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't see the comments. I just announced it hey, this time I'm, I'm getting on and I'm doing 30 minutes of like brand new material and I just let it go. And then the second, the second half hour, I turn the camera around and just interact with people. Oh, that's good. Just to kind of get people something to do. And people like donated money. Like I would probably get like two, three hundred dollars. Just like people from like the show. Yeah. That's from like, good. From yeah. like donating. And then that that actually turned into some of the material that I did on my, my half hour on Epics. Nice. So it worked. It worked out. That's good. So yeah. you were you were uh, enterprising. In yeah. A way. But, but not enough, though. Not enough not, for her. Not enough. for her. Well, how long were you guys dating before you moved in together? Probably like like six months. Okay, and how long? So six months, and then COVID hit. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's so too. Like, that's too early. Yeah. I mean, but we had. I mean, we, we at the time everything was like perfect. Everything was going good, and then it was just like. You really you you don't know how how different you are from somebody or you know what what people's you know not necessarily I'm not gonna say values but you just don't know um, 
who a person is until you like with them every single right. day. You know what I'm saying? And at the time, I was like really trying to like work on myself because prior to that, prior to that relationship, you know, I was I was out here in these streets, man. I you was, were out in the streets for I was, sure. I was an alley cat. I remember that day. I, was, I, I remember that. those days. <laughs> that day, that one day. <laughs> well, I mean, I re- I just remember. We'd we'd be at shows together, and and there'd be you, a lot of women uh, flocking to you. This was maybe eight years ago. Yeah, I mean, and and, I, and, and I'm, I'm sure it didn't stop. <laughs> I mean, and, and the thing is, it's just like I think, right, right when that relationship, like I start, I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm, a, I basically like did a 180. Mm-hmm. My my friend Michael Isaac called it the come to Jesus moment. He said you had to come to Jesus moment, and I was just like, you know what, I'm really gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I'm going to be open. I'm going to be vulnerable. Cause like, I, and I, cause I, I found myself at a place where it's like, I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like, I was like in these like dating people and like short relationships and it kept ending the same way where it's just like, I'm, I'm fucking up, you know? And I'm, well, you, t- you would tell them this is the way it is, you know, this is my life. And you know, you had uh measured vulnerability is I think what you called it. Mm-hmm. And then now you said you did a 180 and you're like, fuck it. I'm just going to go all in. Yeah. And, and I, and, and I, and for the first time, probably my life like I was like happy like genuinely happy like if you asked me if I was happy I would have to like sit and think like yeah you know I'm, I'm doing comedy you know I got some success I'm doing but I, I didn't I like the feeling of happiness wasn't there and then I think I, I finally felt happy because I was I was I didn't feel like I was hiding anything I didn't feel like I was hurting anybody I didn't feel like I was like like just being dishonest and I felt free and I was with somebody and, and, you know, we loved each other. So it was just like, I would tell people like, man, I'm, I'm happy. Like, and they'd be yeah. like, oh, you know, people, you know, happy about it. They were happy for it. And then as time went on, I realized I kind of, I kind of, um, conflated like my happiness with being in that relationship. Like, oh, you make me happy. But really what it was, was that I made myself happy doing something out of the norm and feeling okay with it. Right. Yeah. So you, you grew up in a way and you were trying to, uh, you thought because of the surrounding where you were in at the time that it was because of the relationship, but it w- maybe it was influential, but that oh. wasn't the only reason you were happy. Right. Cause when you got out of that relationship, you were still happy. I wasn't. Okay. I wasn't because so I, maybe because I didn't want the relationship to end. But, and I think because I was like, cause I never like tried hard in a relationship, like in terms of like, like let's figure this out. Let's work through it let me ex- let me accept this let me work like like literally like working on myself in the process of being in that relationship at the same time and then it kind of got to a point where it was like you know what this relationship isn't working and it hurts because i put so much work in yeah and and it, and it also felt like i don't think the other person putting the same amount of work in you know what i'm saying so yeah. then it got to a point where it's like oh okay this is this is over and then i left i left la and i came back back to cuz like this is like the pandemic like the end of 2020 yeah end of 2020 the first part of the pandemic right so it's right. still going and i'm just like there's no reason for me to be here in la because there's no comedy there's nothing happening like la was shut down and then chicago opened back up and i was like you know what i'll just go back home and yeah and do comedy because because at least that that'll make me happy because i'm in a relationship that's failing and i'm not even getting on stage right so i got out like and that's when i started actually started biking and i fell in love with like biking or cycling every day so after that it was just like i'm going i'm going i'm going home did you, uh, how long after the relationship ended were you, you obviously weren't happy because you put all this work into it and it didn't work out. Were you then able, how long after that were you like, okay, I can be happy without being in this relationship? It took some time. Yeah. Like, um, like the top of. How long were you guys living together before you let, well, had to leave? 
or you left? Well, I didn't have to leave. I, 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 I chose, like, it's like, I'm just coming back home. Right. Like, I don't want to, because I, I, I just didn't want to be in L.A. anymore. Right. Because there was no work, this relationship. Because the, 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 the only reason I was in L.A. during the pandemic was the relationship. Like, oh, no, I'm not leaving. Like, we together. And right. Then, and then when that failed, it was just like, okay, so I have no reason to be here. Right. So you lived together for how long, though? About uh, like three months? Or? No, no. We lived together from, like, March March to like the end of 2020. So okay. the, like the beginning. Oh, of the wow, that's a long time. Basically, the, the beginning of the pandemic until the top of 2021, and I was still like, like we didn't. The thing is, we didn't hate each other, but we understood that it wasn't working. Right. So you had to stay. To, so you had to stay in the same. No, 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 place no, 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 no. Like we, we, man, we kind of had like a. We went to Hawaii like on a trip, and like it just kind of like blew up. It blew right. up there, and I came back to Chicago. I had a show. I did the streaming show at Zany's for New Year's Eve. Oh yeah, yeah. So I did that show. And then I like went back probably like the second week of January and just like, you know, again, we, we loved each other. We, we cared for each other, but the relationship just didn't work. Right. So it was just like, you know what? Probably just be best if we, you know, so I was still like paying rent, like, because we, we had, we, we had an apartment together. So I was still like paying rent there until, you know, she was able to get out of the lease. So, right. Yeah, I, I think I wish I can get that money back. As, as I'm saying, it, I forgot I had to do that. But it was just like for like four or five months, like I was paying rent, right. like like rent, rent. But you were in a house with someone where you knew it didn't work. I know you guys still cared about each other. Was that that's got to be hard too? Where you're like in, uh, I'm sure it wasn't like the biggest of spaces either. No, we we had an upstairs downstairs. Okay. It, was, it, oh, was okay. a, it was a decent size, you know, place. Um, but I think also the um, again, we didn't hate each other. And it's like that the love right. was the love was still there when we were around each other, but like just knowing like this there's no the, there's no there's no future there's no future. Here. What about you said something about val- having different values or or priorities? I guess would be a better way, uh, another way to say it. What did you learn about that relationship? We're like, okay, this is something I value and I and I prioritize in a relationship, and I want to make sure if I get into another relationship, I need that as well. Like, what is it that you learned from that long that last relationship? I think I need I need somebody that that understands me as a as a creative, like like I can I can be doing nothing for a period of time and then I can be very very busy like in like the next the next instant. So like I'm not I'm not the type of person that's like I need to have I need to be working on something I need to be doing something like I don't I don't sit down I don't write jokes I don't like it has to like I have to allow it to come to me organically, and I have to like do practice and getting on stage but. I'm not a person that's like, all right, I gotta like I'll I'll wake up, I'll work out, I'll I'll set goals for myself and I like I have structure like that, but I, I need somebody that understands like, oh, like you can't tell me to go like go create something. You right. know what I'm saying? Like you can't It's gotta come to you. Like you can't instruct yeah. me to go do something. And I think the 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 thing that kind of sucked in and during that time is because I was getting during the pandemic, like I was getting phone calls like, hey, we like we want you to film a half hour special. Hey, we we still want you to do Conan. Hey, we right. we want you to do this thing for BT. And it's like, it's like, don't you like like you don't see like people like I, I'm not reaching out to people like based on my work ethic and the things that I've done. People are reaching out to me to do these things because that's that's the the quality of work that I provide, and. Like like trying to convince somebody to believe in you. That's what it felt like. I was right. trying to convince her to believe like, in me. You were she didn't understand that listen, I did the work and people know what I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. I don't need to, you know, hustle as they say to, to get work. Yeah. And and I, or to to write. Right. So it, it in her mind it, and but she was the type of person where she needed to wake up every day 
and and get on the computer and and figure out. And, she's a creative too, and, right? No. Oh, okay. No, but she she's a she's a worker. You know what I'm saying? She wakes up and it's just like, all right, what can I do? How can I? And, and like she's trying to create infrastructure to create. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm the type of person where it's just like. But if that if that don't work, then well, if they if they're not living the lifestyle that you have, uh, if, they, if she had a normal job or like what you call it, yeah. like is that that's they don't also understand like how we how you function as a creative too. So mm-hmm. that's that's a different problem too. Yeah, no, definitely. And and now I just know that I need to be upfront and clear, you know, clear with that. Where it's like, hey, this is this is why you know this is what I need, right? Because. When when work is coming in and I'm I'm going every weekend or I'm going throughout the week I'm going it's like, oh you never you don't stop but then when it's when it slows down and it stops it's like you have to understand that that's like it's ebbs and flows to you know right creative. and then maybe that there's a reason why it slowed down like in a lot of ways when the pandemic happened it w- it sucked for us oh. but then there was a lot of good that came out of it too you know I I've changed. I, I changed my whole my, my whole set. Like I don't have any of this stuff. I mean now when you do like and I have to do an hour of shit. I'm doing stuff that. I don't do anymore because you're like, fuck, I got to do this shit from mm. pre-pandemic. Yeah. But um, that also made made us better in a lot of ways. And some people don't understand that, especially if you're not a comedian or you're not a creative. And and, and also with that, like I was depressed, but I didn't know I was depressed because as, as comedians, you know, like this is this is my job. This mm-hmm. is what I've dedicated, you know, right. a, 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 a well over a decade of my life to. So when this stops and there is no this, this let's say. The pandemic happens. This don't exist anymore. You don't know when it's going to come back. Right. Everything. Like I had like a lot of things about to happen. And then it was just like. Right. Because because my, my, my first year in L.A., L.A., it was horrible. Like I went out there for I, I turned I turned down so much money going to L.A. because I'm thinking like, no, I'm good. I'm going to. It's going to work out there. Right. I'm, I'm a, you know, uh, pilot season going to roll around. I'm going to land something and then I'm, I'm going to start rolling from there. Pilot season was slow. Like that money was gone. Like I'm talking about hundreds of thousands of yeah, dollars. Yeah. Where it's just like, fuck, I can't get that back. Oh, I know the feeling. Pilot season is 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 shit. And then I, I break my leg. Uh, you know, right. mess mess my knee up. So now I'm sitting in the house. I'm not working. I'm like like you struck. can't work out. I'm struggling. Like right. I'm like to the point where it's just like like depressed, right? And then this is 2019. And then I go on. I do a college tour. Things start picking up. 2020. Everything's looking great. Like all right, cool. I got my footing. Then the pandemic hit. So it's not like, hey, I'm just not, things aren't going well. It's like, no, everything stopped. At all at once, yeah. And I have I have no money. Like, I'm I, like all the things that I had planned on, like, okay, this is the income I'm yeah. making. It's all gone. So now it's like, all right, I'm going to play video games. Right. I'm just going to play I'm gonna play video games. You needed and, that. And I'm not going to think. But but rather than feel like somebody was like, hey, you, you know, you okay? You know, you kind of been, it's like, what are you doing? Right. And, but also, I didn't recognize that I was depressed until we got into like an argument, and I was like, and then it just came out like, oh shit. Yeah, but if someone's not supporting you when they can't see all the shit is, that's a whole part of that's that's the benefit of being in a relationship. They're not supposed to be judging you for playing video games. They're supposed yeah. to be like, okay, what's why are you playing video games? You you're a guy who works hard all your life, and uh, and now all of a sudden you're not working, you're not doing the structure that you mm-hmm. had in your life. They should have recognized that. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. not judging the person either. Yeah, no, but no. I mean, and, shit. And, that's, and, I, and I think that's a whole that's all benefit of a relationship. And if I there think, is any, I think the <laughs> the when the, like it's it's all just mindsets. It's all mindsets. Where it's just like somebody that works out 
or doesn't understand somebody that that just can't go work can't start anywhere yeah you know to to them whatever 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 going on with you mentally it's just you making excuses right you making excuses okay i'll give you some time off but you need to go and do something and like and i found myself like just doing things just to do them you know right. what i'm saying but the best thing that happened out of that was i start i started biking like I, I, I would, it would get me out the house. I would bike twenty miles every day, like every single day. I would you bike. still doing that? Um, not, not in Chicago because right. I got. I'm waiting for the weather to break. Then I will. I will start yeah. again. But it got my, it got my knee back to like, to like walk, yeah, walk and run you. again. And I lost weight. And during that time, like I was like, when I'm like biking, like it's just like things, like jokes, everything, like I Come can analyze. It's like stuff just come to me. So i f- I found that that passion and that joy in biking that's good when did you start playing keyboard then or piano um that was when you came back to chicago no no, no. this was this was during that time in twenty twenty okay. so when I was there because i it was literally like I had nothing to do and we argued Sign. the siren so yeah. fucking low go and, ahead and we argued so much about video games I was like, all right, you know what so I started like ordering books online so I would like read books then I was like all right, I'm gonna learn a song every a day on the keyboard nice. And then it's like learn a song, learn a new song, practice those two songs, learn another song. Right. So that's. What uh, have you been in any other relationships since that breakup, or anything? Any uh, dates that were worth uh, other than one and done. <laughs> uh, one, one, one kind of, but it okay. just it it didn't work out. Didn't didn't work out. Like, I'm like I'm at a place now. I'm 37, and it's just like I'm all about. So like a lot of times people say, you know, like the the joke is, what's wrong with you? And it, and it sounds like a joke. Like, Why oh, are you single? Yeah. Like, something, something wrong with me. It's like, no, like, something's wrong. And I'm, when I say wrong, there's something wrong that with everybody that they need to work on. Right. So now I'm constantly working on myself. I'm constantly checking myself and always being aware of, like, when I set, when I have expectations of somebody, it's just like, okay, are those unfair expectations? Is, is this something that I require that's not necessary? I'm really, like, overanalyzing myself versus the other person. Yeah. But I'm also being clear and articulate about, you know, what I want and need and, and asking, you know, what do you need for me? So I, you know, I had like a like kind of like a short lived relationship, and and the, and the person she she just didn't have that mindset. Like she, you know, some people some people are, are defeatist, where it's just like I can't do anything right. I'll never be able to right. do it right. And it's just it's like a negative energy. And it's like you you're not even trying. I'm just telling you like it's and it's and it, how many times can something happen before it's just like no, this is who you are. Right. Like I can I can allow it. Like okay, I understand. There's a learning curve. No, there's a that's some people that's. That's the way they were brought up, or that's their environment. That's They're no, used to that. But that's no excuse, though. You no, I'm, I'm not making an excuse for it. But you can't surround yourself with that shit. You can't try to better. You, your job isn't to fix someone or or make them realize that they're fucking negative or shitty or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's that's the, that's on them. Yeah, but I, but I feel like in a, in a, in a in the context of a relationship, it's like I have to be a support system. If right. I, but it's also okay. You have you have a problem with something. I know you're working on it. I'm going to give you grace and you know I'm if if it's an opportunity you're for me you're more to, forgiving than me. I'm going to point it out. Hey, I'm, I'm going to point it out. Hey, you know, you're doing a thing again. You know, I'm just letting you know, you know, but I I see you working on it. That's I think that's that's what a relationship that's positive. is. Sure. And it's like as time goes on, some time goes on, eventually it's just like, "Oh, now I recognize it when it's happening versus like, oh, I just keep going." But it was a point where I was like, I was only just calling it out. And it's just like I'm I'm crazy. At right. this point, I'm crazy because I'm expecting different results. From somebody that's Yeah, it's it. repeating the same shit. No, yeah. I get it. But see, the thing is, is also that you said people are like, what's wrong with you for why are you single at 37? You're good looking. You're funny, all this shit. But I think people are starting to, especially after the pandemic, it's been more accepted to just be alone, be OK with not being in a relationship. People that so many relationships 
in my opinion, ended during the pandemic because people were f- stuck with the same person. There was no, like you said, you, you didn't have your ability to go out and do shows. You were with that person 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. You're on top of people. A lot of marriages ended. And now people are like, well, maybe we need to look at this. And why are why can't people just not be in a relationship sometimes? Mm-hmm. And and I did an episode with a guy who's a soloist. He's like, some people are just they're born to be alone. And I thought that something was wrong with me because I I like be, I like being alone. Mm-hmm. I, I can't stand living with someone. <laughs> so uh, and do you live by yourself now? I do. And and do you like it better? Um yeah. I mean I but I'm also like. I find myself like if somebody come over, like I'm real particular because when you when you live by yourself, it's just like ah that that don't that don't go there. Yeah, uh, you, uh, don't touch don't touch. Someone that. sits on your bed with their jeans on, I fucking freak out. I'm like, what? You just sat on a fucking bus. Like, yeah, yeah. I I get it, but I like I think people are starting to realize you don't have to do that. You don't you don't have to be. Nothing's wrong with you or that because you're single. Um, but uh, do you? So how are you meeting people now? Like, are, I, I know you get a, I know you get approached at shows because I've been with you at shows after shows. It's, I mean, I, like a lot of times, just, just like just being out. I mean, I don't, I don't go out. I don't party. I don't. You don't uh, use the dating apps or anything like no, that either. No. So like, I just, you know, as I as I come across people and meet people. Yeah. I interact, but I'm real like, I'm real like if somebody like slides in my DMs like, oh my god, you amazing. I was just like, you know, th- I'm always my thing is always thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. Like I never assume anything. I never right. like try to be forward. What if they send you a picture? You're like, oh, I see what's going on here. Nobody, nobody sent me a picture. No one sends you pictures and then slides in. Oh, now they will. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get some fucking nice no. pictures. You're welcome. No, that's a, that's a bump from singles only. That's a th- okay. All right, I pray. <laughs> thank you. Um, I'll be looking. I look, you like I, pictures in your DMs? Um. It's it's weird because it's like, as a like if I was just like a guy and I didn't have like a job where I was an entertainer and got on stage because then it'd be different. But because I'm an entertainer, I also have to take that your maybe your attraction to me was that oh I got on stage and everybody you know what I'm saying well, our numbers go up when we're on stage yeah and and I don't I don't ever want to like confuse that with like oh man they just like me it's like no you you saw me at a show I was, I was yeah but funny. you're you're kind of you're kind of uh an, i mean on stage you're an exaggerated version of yourself but you're still the same you still have that charisma yeah yeah but it's just like i, I mean i and i also never want to assume anything right. that's that's one thing like i would never especially assume, in this environment never want to assume anything so if, if we hang out and it's just like oh you know i i'm not assuming we having sex i'm not assuming that i'm not assuming anything like I'm just like I'm when I say I'm super hands off, I'm super hands off. Yeah. Like I'm just like, hey, yeah, cool, sure, yeah, sure, let's okay, go. We, out. Ju- we just hanging out. But do you go on if some if you are interested in someone, let's say at a show or when you're out, um, you go on dates with them. Where do you, where do you go? What do you do? You don't drink either, right? No, I don't. I don't right. drink. I mean, I probably out. You go out to eat. Yeah. And you know that can get expensive. Real yeah, you quick. Got, you got that money. I don't like spending money. <laughs> Oh, you're own. saving for your shoes. I w- I'm gonna buy a house. Actually, I'm in the like oh, process yeah? of trying to get a house now. in Chicago, or where are you moving to? Uh, it's out in Maywood. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just trying to get a house. Like I need like. I'm so out. you're not going back out to LA or, or? No, no. Like LA, LA to me is it's not it's not a comedy city. Like I don't think I can go to LA and become a better comedian. Like I, I, I agree with that. When yeah. I was there, it was just like oh, when you get on shows, you have to do the best of the best. Yeah, you material. don't get to work. Well, I feel like too. when you're in New York, it's just like you got to keep 
there's so much stage time. Like you need to come with something different. Like I okay, I saw that. What else? You Even got? in Chicago, it's becoming that way too. Like especially um, at like Zanies or or Laugh Factories or Comedy Bar, where you you look in the audience, you're like, ah, oh, you just you were just at the show two weeks ago because mm-hmm. people are there's regulars here, yeah, and they go to, or. People after show, we sell merch, you sell merch too. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, we saw you uh, two weeks ago. I'm like, fuck. Mm-hmm. I did the same fucking set. But and, and that's the thing where it's just like, I'm not going to force myself to like, like I try to like put different jokes in and yeah. in different spaces, like changing it up. Cause you know, you we can get, we get bored with the material. Like sure. I, I'm tired of saying this, but sometimes it's like, we'll get bored with a joke, but it's just like, well, these, it's a hundred people in here that have never heard this joke. I'm not gonna do something different for like three people that was just like, yeah, we saw you at the. It's like, oh, okay. I, I had to follow you a couple of weeks ago at uh, I don't remember where we were, and you pulled out some old fucking closers. You did like three back to back. Calvin Evans, like, mer- I'm like, what the fuck did I do to you? <laughs> like, what? It's already it's already hard following you at a show, and oh, you know what it was is you you had to leave, so they switched us, and mm-hmm. I had to close. And then uh, you fucking brought out like the Stevie Wonder shit, all the old jokes that I haven't seen you do in in a while. I mean, and you're like, I'm selling merch. I'm like, I thought you had to switch because you got to leave. <laughs> so I mean, that's funny. And uh, but yeah, that's the same thing. Like you'll people expect. I think in Chicago it's becoming a lot like that, where there it's it's like New York, where people are like, okay, we just saw you. Mm-hmm. You did the same shit, especially like. Shows like Zany's where, you, you know, they have the, the late night show. People go to that show mm-hmm. and they see the same comics. So, yeah. uh, I, so it's also like, so it's like trying to create a system of like at least cycling because I'll forget that I have like, you, you know, you just because I, I don't write things down. Like I'll forget yeah. somebody mentioned like, oh, shit. Well, let me let me work these this these these jokes back yeah. in, into the, like this 10 minute set. And then, you know, it, fe- it feels new because it's like it feels like you haven't oh, done I, it in a while. Mm hmm. Or, or you might pr- try a new tag or a different way to do shit. But yeah, I, I agree with you. But it's like I kind of I write shit down just because after I got COVID twice, I fucking I feel like I'm gonna have a brain fart. <laughs> I, I get brain fog sometimes on stage. I'm like, fuck, what is happening? Or maybe mm-hmm. it's just age. But uh, um, yeah, I just I remember that you did that. I was like, motherfucker. I was like, did I do something to Cal? Man, hey, no. This, this our, <laughs> our job our job is to own a stage for that. This is our, yeah. this, it's like it a rental a weekend. space. Yeah, it was a rental space. It's like, hey, this is your time. To, this is your rented space. Do what you do what you want. Yeah, I I, I on the weekends I, I bring out the A stuff too. But it's like there's some stuff you're like, oh man, you can't you can't do that anymore. That's not fair. Like these people don't deserve <laughs> that closer. I don't know <laughs> these people. <laughs> What, what I, are you doing? You know what's funny is, I, and I told this story a few times. You handled the heckler once. We did a show, um, and we're out of time, shit. But I'm going to tell the story anyway because it was it was so funny and and it was such a good experience. Uh, comedy just opened up again. Comedy bar was doing the shows on the roof. Remember mm-hmm. when they were doing those? Mm-hmm. And you you and I had a show. You closed it out, and there was a guy who was heckling. And he he didn't mean to. You're like, hey, hey, guys, and people were everyone was getting mad at him. It's like, mm-hmm. like he hasn't been out in a while. We don't know. We don't remember how to act. Mm-hmm. He don't know either. And like it just tamed. You didn't attack the dude. And he, you're right. Like he just he was talking to you because he probably hadn't talked to anyone. I remember that. Yeah. And then he, I don't know what he said, but it wasn't mean. But he didn't know. Yeah. And I, I think like when I with hecklers, like I, I, I never go mean. Yeah. Like it's like okay, how much comedy can I squeeze out of this this moment right before, now? Before yeah, before it's just like hey, all right, you know what I'm saying? Because 
Because sometimes it's it's three types of it's people that think they're funny than funnier than yeah. you, drunk people, and then people that think they're helping you. Right. Like that's no, mostly what it is. I'm I'm help. No, I was helping you. I was giving you. It's just like oh, no, I didn't. God. I didn't need your help. You know what I'm saying? So, the best thing I can do is like turn turn it into a laugh. Use it like ju- uh, try it. Yeah. What's that? What's it? Jujitsu. Mind fuck them. Jujitsu is like when they use when you use oh, judo just, when you yeah. use your energy. They use mental yeah. mental. So I'm using your your energy against you. So it's like <laughs> ver- it's like verbal <laughs> judo. I'm yeah. shifting your energy back towards you. So people laugh and it's like if I can embarrass you enough, where people laughing at you and then all right I get back to it. But it it, ha- it does have to come to a point where it's just like hey man I need I need you to stop. Yeah. You know because you know that's I, why I, that's I just had that I had a situation where that this lady but it actually it was mean but it worked <laughs> but it was like I just did the it's like. They nobody wants you to talk, and as soon as they realize that, I think they usually shut up. But, yeah. um, but yeah, and then you end up going home with that guy. I think. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Calvin. Where can people find out more about shit that you're doing and slide into your DMs as well uh, just with get, pictures? I, IG Calvin Evans comedy. Everything Calvin Evans comedy. Um, Calvin Evans on Facebook, but I'm mostly on IG. Just Calvin Evans comedy, and then my website Calvin Evans comedy. All right, and if this gets released before the uh, Memorial Day weekend, you're gonna come come check us out, jam into a song that only two people from two totally different backgrounds will both know. Because I'm gonna be bringing my guitar, and we're gonna, I think we figured out songs, but I'm not gonna spoil it. So. Yeah, yeah, come out, come out, man! It's gonna be a good time. All right, thanks, Calvin. Again, thanks for coming. You're part of the the exclusive uh, three timers club on on the Singles Only podcast. You're welcome. All right, Menage Trois. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to another episode of Singles Only Podcast. Okay, I know it's all fun and games. My Better Call Paul spiels on stage or my shirts that say Better Call Paul. uh, Donating a lot of the money for charity, by the way. Um, PaulFComedy.com, you can get your shirt as always. But here's the thing. If you actually need a lawyer, you have to get professional help. So if you're injured on the job, you don't know what kind of compensation you're entitled to, or you're injured in a car accident. Don't handle something on your own, and don't call some random person that you see in commercials on daytime TV. Call someone that really knows what they're doing, someone that's helped workers who were injured for over 20 years in Chicago and beyond. My good friend, Attorney Scott Shapiro. He is your man. Give him a call. Here's the thing. He also handles entertainment law, whether you're a comedian, a musician, a podcaster, a wrestler, an actor, anything. He's handled all these things for 20 years here in Chicago. He is your guy. Give him a call, 312-627-1650, or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. All consultations initially free of charge. Your first consultation is free. You have nothing to lose. Don't take any chances. Call my friend Scott Shapiro, 312-627-1650, scott at scottshapirolegal.com. Tell him I sent you. You're welcome. But I'm still